Hello and welcome everybody. Today we are talking about seeking validation from a broken world or not seeking validation from a broken world and probably being a lot happier. And I would like to start today by sharing a story that, uh, or an experience that happened many years ago. I was about 20 years old when I met somebody that I am going to call Lucas. It's not their real name, but I met Lucas when I was around 20. He was probably 40, 45. And uh, I, we lived around the same small town. I lived outside of town. Lucas lived in the town. And I worked somewhere occasionally where Lucas would come through. And he was this very intelligent, sensitive, interesting man who would just start up these conversations. And we, uh, we would talk a lot often, and he, he was just a really fun and interesting person to be around and engage with. But I learned pretty quickly. I was pretty young, so I was kind of naive. Um, but it became clear pretty quickly that Lucas was a pretty tormented man, and he was very lonely. He lived by himself, and he was very isolated, and he was just really crying for human connection. And I remember at some point, he started to become resentful towards me because he would kind of attach himself and I would have to kind of have boundaries. I didn't know what boundaries were at this point in my life, but I was a 20-year-old kid. I had my friends. I had my life. And Lucas, being quite a bit older in a different stage of life, he, it seemed like he just met me and kind of wanted to dive right in. And I just had to have boundaries and kind of like a little bit of distance. And I remember at some point he kind of turned on me and became very hurt, very resentful. And it was sad because he was a really beautiful person, like an incredibly like smart, funny, sensitive, interesting guy. Um, and I remember just seeing him around town in his pain and anguish and isolation. And I remember thinking very clearly at that time, um, oh, Lucas is like coming into this little city with this giant open kind of need or desire for connection and validation from strangers in a way that just like doesn't work because the world is too kind of dislocate. It's not like a little village where everybody knows each other and where everybody can like hold each other. It's this dislocated modern world that's kind of fractured and fragmented. And not only is the world and society fractured or fragmented, but all of the people are too. So he would be walking into this world just yearning for a kind of connection and presence and intimacy. And he would be kind of constantly disappointed and hurt um, and very bitter and frustrated and cynical. And it would kind of create this feedback loop because the intensity of all of that would push people away, it seemed, and then would just create this bigger void and this bigger kind of lack of validation and this lack of kind of feeling connected to or supported by the world around him. And I've thought about that many times over the years because I've done it so many times over the years. The 
like in my own unique way, um, I have certainly, and I continue to seek validation from the world around me. And at this point, I feel like it's seeking validation from a broken world because everybody's carrying these immense burdens in their lives. And I don't understand them, but I do understand that we live in a fractured, fragmented society with a lot of trauma, with a lot of confusion and numbness and addiction and complexity and tragedy. And to go into that world with my kind of vulnerable inner child seeking validation and understanding and to be seen. And um, for me, it's been a recipe for disappointment and a feeling of rejection. And it's not something I've overcome because I suspect that when I'm finished recording this and I edit it and share it with the world, there will be a part of me that feels uh, afraid of rejection or it wants to feel acceptance and validation. It might have a little moment of existential crisis, just sharing something that is authentic and honest and it's it'll feel like ah what am i doing is anybody going to like this are people going to like me and then another part of me will have to kind of like balance things out and say we can't control that and the less we care about that the less we meditate on that the better all of this life becomes so what my friend years ago did is something that I do. It's something that basically everybody I know does is this. And to me, I kind of consider it a strategic error emotionally to seek validation from this wild, broken world. And I don't say that with cynicism in my heart. I say it just because that's how I see it. It's like, we live in a difficult world, in a difficult time. Even at the best of times, the human experience is surrounded by death and loss. Like everybody that we know is going to die, including us. So even at the best of times, there is this um, profound challenge in the human experience to love so deeply and for so much change and loss to be part of it. When I approach the world, from a place, from a certain place of vulnerability or expectation that I'm going to be held by it and nurtured by the wounded people in it, it's a recipe for pain and suffering. And when I can take care of myself in kind of my own little sanctuary of life through connecting with nature, through creativity, through consuming art, listening to music connecting with like my close, close friends, reading books, writing books, um, then I can kind of fill my tank and get myself oriented to walk out into this broken world and lend a hand. And like, instead of being a child expecting to be held, becoming a grown person capable of holding something for others. Um, But coming back to that general topic of not seeking validation from a broken world. I've been thinking about it a lot because I just wrote and published a new book. And the book itself is 
incredibly honest and sincere and vulnerable. And also the writing style is, and just the themes that I explore, it's all personal stories. So it's very kind of raw and naked. And even just where I went creatively is like really pushing the boundaries of what I'm capable of. It's like a real step into the unknown. And sharing something of that nature with the world can be terrifying. In fact, what I'm finding right now, it's been like just a few weeks since I, since the first copies went out to people, um, to share something so vulnerable, to create something so true to my soul, it seems to be requiring that I kind of grow a thick skin in the best sense possible that I could use that term. Um, because for years I've been trying to like not have big walls up, to not have a thick skin, but I'm at this point in my life where there is a necessary confidence to be doing the kind of writing I'm doing, to be just being me. It requires a certain amount of just not caring about validation from the outside world and just doing my very best and living up to my values and taking in the feedback of the people that I really respect who are in my immediate life. But there's a certain amount of just not caring about being accepted or validated from the randomness of this broken world. <laughs> it's like such, it's like a medicine that I just need to chug glasses of every day. Because um, for a long time, I cared way to a paralyzing extent about being validated and received well about people or whatever. And, and creatively, that's paralyzing. I'm wearing, you can see if you're watching this on video uh, and you're not just listening to the podcast, I'm wearing a, my beloved Nirvana t-shirt today. And that's because, well, I actually just was wearing it, but <laughs> it, it plays in to the theme of this conversation. Um, because I've been thinking about, because um, the book that I just published, I've gotten like extraordinarily positive feedback from mostly strangers who have read it. Um, and I had one really close friend who just really, well, they, they didn't really like it. It wasn't their cup of tea. And they had some like feedback that it just wasn't for them. And it was really interesting because in the past, I, I really respect this person's perspective. And I feel like in the past, I would have kind of collapsed a little bit more. And they even were suggesting some rewrites and stuff. Um, like that I, they were questioning whether I should completely overhaul the work that I had just poured my heart and soul into. And in the past, I would have totally considered that. Whereas this time around, I was like, no, it's great. That's just not your cup of tea. I love it. I, I love that I... I'm not thinking for a second about altering something. It's my baby that I just gave birth to. And what I'm hearing from you is that you like babies with green eyes, and my baby has blue eyes. Um, I'm not going to change my baby's eyes for you. 
<laughs> that was kind of like the vibe of the conversation. And it was a beautiful moment for me to kind of just like stand in my truth. And my friend was being very gracious and kind. There was no malice. They were just being honest. And it's wonderful to not need everybody to like my work or everybody to have the same kind of taste as me or everybody to like me. To me, that's like a profound freedom. And like I said, it's a medicine that uh, feels very necessary for me at this juncture in my life. But back to Nirvana. I forgot the whole... Good thing I'm wearing the shirt because I almost forgot. Um, I've been thinking about how a lot of my favorite art was probably not universally loved when it was created. Nirvana being a great example because to probably most people above a certain age, when Nirvana like broke and became world, a worldwide sensation, um, their music probably just sounded like noise. And old people would complain like, I can't even make out any of the words. It doesn't sound like music to me. It just sounds like growling machinery. Whereas to an, you know, a large part of a generation, there was this rawness and honesty and sincerity and just like emotional depth to their music that just completely resonated with so many people. But it was polarizing, um, as a lot of great art is, because it's pushing into something new. And the mass consciousness it might not be ready for it. it. It might just not even know how to interpret it because it's not mediocrity. It's not just the same old thing that's been rehashed countless times. And Nirvana, the Kurt Cobain and company, they couldn't afford to care about all of those detractors because to do so would have been paralyzing. And it's antithetical to the whole, like they were like this, they kind of embodied the spirit of punk rock in the sense that they probably loved that people disliked what they were doing. Um, it wasn't for everybody. And there's something so beautiful and empowering about that spirit of just being okay with not everybody getting it. Because when we're really sincere and authentic and just fully expressing who and what we are, some people might not get it. It might trigger some people. It might confuse some people. Their numbness might feel disturbed and off-put by such sincerity and, um, and sensitivity or loudness or audacity or whatever it is. We live in a world of a lot of like confusion and a lot of grief and to kind of acquiesce to all of that noise, to the noise of a culture that could arguably be described as very lost in some fundamental ways. To kind of compartmentalize ourselves into that because we're afraid of not getting validation or whatever it is, um, it's untenable for many of us. We just can't do it. And um, yeah, I think I just wanted to share that today. Just it's something that I've been reflecting on, meditating on, 
not seeking validation from a broken world, not seeking validation from places where it would be a grievous mistake to do so. Not saying that with cynicism. There's so many beautiful people in this world. This world is a very beautiful place as far as I'm concerned. Um, and it's even more beautiful when I learn the appropriate places to fill myself up and to bare my soul. And well, I mean, I do it pretty publicly. If anybody is interested in checking out my latest book, it's a pretty um, ex extreme example of bearing your soul in public. But like I said earlier, in order to do that, I have to develop a certain degree of not caring about what people think about it. It's not a defensive thing. It's not an angry thing. It's not mean-spirited or cynical. I feel like it makes it more possible for me to be kind and loving towards people that are really different from me when I'm not expecting something from them. Anyhow, I should wrap this up. That's all I have to say today. I really hope you um, enjoyed it. If you did, you can always let me know in comments or a message. If you are interested in checking out my new book, it's called 10 Lessons in Love. It's a collection of autobiographical, unconventional love stories. Uh, there's going to be a link to that in the show notes or in the description. And yeah, thank you so much for joining me. And until next time, have a beautiful day.